You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if you told it. Mm -hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? What's up? This is the movie show on your favorite ORSPS. That is Active FM. Right, the movie show mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. your hosts, Sash and R Ryan. <laughs> Did you want me to say it? <laughs> and Ryan, yes. <laughs> the thoughts happening in my head at once. I had to quickly decide which one I'm going through. So we know that you are a faithful listener to our show. We know that you have been listening to our shows every week without missing any of them, which means that you'll know that last, in our previous episode, we said that our next film that we would do would be Munich by Steven Spielberg. And the reason we were inspired to do it because was because... It was Steven Spielberg movie. And we had just watched The Terminal. Exactly. And he made Munich right after he made The Terminal. Oh, I didn't know that. Right? Now we know. Well, I said that last week in the show, right? I remember that now. <laughs> so, we, well, did you watch it? You didn't watch it, eh? I was about to pay for it. And, and then I, I saved you. got a distressing SMS from you. <laughs> so, I watched it. It's a very long movie. So, the film Munich is actually based on historical events. The whole movie is about, well, the whole movie takes place because, did you know that in... I don't know the year, but it was the Olympics. They took place in Munich, Germany, right? And there were Palestinian terrorists that went and killed the whole Israeli team. They literally what? went to the Olympic. You know where all the athletes, where, where everyone who competes in the Olympics, that the grounds that they stay on, they snuck in and literally held them hostage and murdered all of them, like they, I, don't, I think there were 11 of them in total that were participating, all of them dead. So that, that then, basically now, that's the start of the film. And then the whole movie is about how Israel hires the main character to basically go and kill every single person that was involved in that terrorist attack. But they don't, so it's, they cut ties with him so that it's like he can't be linked to the Israeli government. So you know how governments do that where, no, we won't send anyone, but then they actually do like, yeah. So the whole movie's about that. So it was a good film. It, obviously, it's Steven Spielberg. So, I mean, the cinematography and the shots and everything is brilliant. The only thing is the nudity in this one. There was literally a scene where you saw a whole, just the whole front of a woman. Yeah, we were like, really, really? So then I messaged Ryan was like, um, let's let's not do it for the movie show. And it's very political. It's one of those political dramas. So half the time I went and read up on the story because I was like, I'm so lost right now. I don't know what's happening. So we are not going to be reviewing Munich. You know, it's quite funny because um, Steven Spielberg's movies are usually... So if you look at uh, a majority of his films are um, ch uh, children acting like adults. Yeah. In adult situations. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, uh, what would be a good... Uh, E.T., well, yeah, E.T., yeah. you see how E.T. is about a child. There were other films that we've watched before. Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Mm. It's Jurassic Park. Yeah. And now it's like this very political, mm. you know. There's obviously something behind it that was very meaningful to him. Steven Spielberg is Jewish. 
You see? So that's... I told you. It's the same as he made Schindler's List, which was about the Jews in... Exactly. Yeah. So it's not a bad film. It's very, it's a heavy film. It is quite a heavy film and it's political. So you have to like have a political mind to understand what's going on. The only thing I didn't like was the nudity. Of For me, it's just unnecessary. It's like you don't have to... You can... You don't have... It adds nothing. It really doesn't add anything. It's like... Yeah. So what so we thought... didn't even have to do it. Yeah, they didn't it was pointless. Do, exactly. What we thought we would do, though, is we would do a show on Steven Spielberg. So we have some interesting facts about Steven Spielberg, and we have asked a couple of people to share their thoughts on, number one, what is their favorite Steven Spielberg film? That is a very hard decision to make. I would just like to state that out in the open. I had to make the decision. Ryan, did you, did you get your favorite one? Um, as I was listening to the voice notes... It, it, it is difficult. It is difficult, it's right? Very, There's so many good ones. I You're remember like, ah, uh, ah. Minari Report. Yes! I was like, what? That was Steven Spielberg, yeah. I was just like, wait, but that was good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, most people are going to say E.T. because they don't really know a lot. Of, and then voice notes come in, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> no. Wow. Yeah. So what is your favorite Steven Spielberg film and why? But before we get into those voice notes, some interesting facts about Steven Spielberg's personal life. Do you know that he has a total of seven children? Yes, seven children. Seven. Their names, Max Spielberg, Jessica Capshaw, Theo Spielberg, he's adopted. Sasha Spielberg, haha. Sawyer Spielberg, George Spielberg, also adopted, and Destry Allen Spielberg. So those are Steven Spielberg's children. Steven Spielberg has made the highest-grossing movie three times. So let me explain. In other words, he brought out a film, and it was the 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 top. It you know like financially. How much money the film brought in, that happened three times with with three of his films. Guess which was the first? Jaws. Ah, yes, Ryan, Jaws was the first film. So, Jaws more than trebled the existing record and made 470 million US dollars in 1975. Second film? Guess. Jurassic Park. Nope. Schindler's List. Nope. E.T. E.T. In 1982, E.T. toppled Star Wars for the number one spot, and it had 792 million US dollars. And then the third was overtaken by? Jurassic Park. Yes. In 1993, which took 914 million worldwide. Do you know that if you Google Steven Spielberg movies, literally E.T. draws and Jurassic Park sit Uh, there. At the top. (laughs) uh, Like, yeah, next to each other. And it's not like they were made uh, close to each other. It was just, Jaws was made in 75. Right, it's crazy, right? And to cement his position as the box office king, Spielberg's movies have in total, so this is how much he has brought in, 10.5 billion pounds. That's how much together his films have brought in. Pounds. Mm-hmm. Because the reason why they're measured in pounds. Because pounds is the strongest currency, I think. So they were just so like... It makes it stronger. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Another interesting fact. Steven Spielberg doesn't drink coffee. <laughs> Ryan, I thought you were going to be more shocked than that. So he has managed to make it to the top of the directorial pack without drinking a single cup of coffee. In a quote taken from IMDb, he states, I don't drink coffee. I've never had a cup of coffee in my entire life. 
That's probably something you don't know about me. I've hated the taste since I was a kid. So Wait, he, so he has had yeah, a Yeah, I also thought that. I was like, wait, but how do you know what it tastes exactly. like if you've never had a single cup? It's not like you looked at it, you smelled it. Maybe he like, mm. tasted someone else's. So he's tasted coffee, just yeah. hasn't had a cup of coffee. Mm. And maybe since a kid, he should try again. I think <laughs> I think uh, he will re revolutionize yes, himself. If he, he drinks just, coffee. Yeah, he'll tap and then... And then next minute, all the movies after that will be like, wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay, his first film was a Western, and he made it at the age of 12. So, at the age of 12, Spielberg was a Boy Scout and had to earn a merit badge for photography. His family camera was broken, so he asked to use his dad's video camera and made a Western called The Last Gunfight. And then he says, I was hooked, that's how it all started. At 12 years of age. That is gangster. But just the title actually sounds already something you know usually you'd say the the cowboy or the western slopes but it's the last gun Gun that sounds like something i want to watch right we should actually go try and find that i'm sure we could find the last gunfight somewhere on the internet right all right this probably you do know spielberg was turned down by film school Ryan, you knew that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so after graduating from high school, he moved to Los Angeles. And of course, he applied to the University of Southern California Film School and was rejected not once, not twice, but three times. He then applied to the California, to California State University where he was accepted, but he dropped out when he was offered a job as an intern at Universal Television, so the head of Universal Studios. And he, they, he was... He thoroughly impressed everyone there as the young filmmaker that he was. So, yeah, but then this you didn't know. Ryan, do you know that in 2009, at 41 years of age, he went back to the California State University to complete his degree and graduate? That a boy. Right? And for his final paper, he had to hand in a short film. He asked his professor if he could submit a slightly longer one. And his professor said yes, so he handed in Schindler's List. The professor said, admit the requirements. (laughs) So that is, I thought that was cool though. The fact that he actually went back to film school. Yeah. But now we want to get some of your thoughts on Steven Spielberg. So first up, we have a lovely voice note from the one and only. Hey, it's Danny from Decoding the Crimeverse. And if you ask me, Steven Spielberg is an absolute genius. I mean, he has produced so many good films that I could choose from. Honorable mentions go to Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Jaws, Um, Schindler's List, Catch Me If You Can, all iconic movies. But if I had to choose, there's two, two that are my top. The first being Ready Player One, insanely brilliant film. I love the whole concept of being like in the virtual world and stuff like that. And it kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time. And I absolutely love that he had bought Easter eggs um, in from his other movies like The Dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Oh, and the, The DeLorean from Back to the Future. How could I forget Back to the Future? Brilliant movie, um, but I absolutely love that. It's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. And then the second one I would say that I absolutely love from Steven Spielberg, which is probably not a a big, well, like, no, what, not as well known, is The Adventures of Tintin. Now, this is very high up on my list because I grew up on the Tintin comics and the original Tintin movies. I mean, I used to watch the movies all the time. I used to read the comics before bed. I own all the comics. I absolutely 
absolutely love them. So to see my favorite characters come to life on screen and to just be able to watch them. And I absolutely loved because he took several of the comic stories and intertwined them into one. Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. It was just childhood nostalgia. So yes, if I had to pick two, Ready Player One and The Adventures of Tintin. There you have it. I definitely agree on Ready Player One. We, we haven't watched the adventure. Well, I've I watched the adventure. Have you watched the Adventures of Tintin? Oh, no. <gasps> how Ryan! I think I need to go watch it. Now. <laughs> I think you do definitely. But yeah, I definitely agree with Ready Player One. I personally feel like it's my favorite Steven Spielberg film, and I know there's a lot. For me, definitely the Terminal is up there. But Ready Player One was just unlike any other film ever. For me, it, it's my one of my personal favorites. Yeah. So wait, are you putting a vote there on that movie? I'm definitely putting a vote because on because I'm doing one. a count up here. I'm I'm literally doing. Ryan's a count. doing a count. So we got one. We got two for Ready Player One now. So you. I I'm putting my vote in with Ready, so Player, Ready one. Player One. Yes. Okay. And then we've got a vote for The Adventures of Tintin. All right. The next voice note is from an extremely talented actor. Both Ryan and I have had the privilege of working with him. He's actually in our latest film, Amnesiacs. And this is what he has to say. Hey, guys. It's Ezra David here. And um, my favorite Steven Spielberg film would have to be The Terminal. Featuring Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones. I can watch that movie over and over again. There's just something about how Tom Hanks played that character to a T of a foreign guy stuck in a foreign airport who is so lost and helpless. And as the story goes on, you see him make the most of whatever was surrounding him. So he would find a job wherever he could he he never gave up until he uh, completed what he was there to do which was his father's last wish before he had passed away and starting off with this guy who knew nothing and was so lost and as the plot went on to the ending where he was basically family to everyone that was there at the airport that he was stuck at it really is just like the perfect description for me of that one uh, character that was supposed to mean nothing actually having the biggest impact on the people around him so yeah perfect story for me perfect plot uh movie that i can watch over and over again definitely agree with him i think it's two on my list or two and a half if that makes it closer to one <laughs> I really enjoyed the terminal as well. It's a good film, even though it's so old. It's it's good. Yeah. Two thousand four. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Ryan, what is your favorite? If we're to cast you know, in a vote, I'm looking and um. You don't know. It's hard, right? There there are some that I'm like I'm, it's sticking out, but I'm I'm asking myself maybe it's sticking out because it's it's a more modern like movie. Film, yeah. Yeah, like like Ready Player One. I can say yes. Did you ever watch War Horse? No. That had um, Tom Hiddleston in it. That was also, f you see, there's so many like that are so good. I remember War Horse. I thoroughly enjoyed War Horse as well. Yeah. I remember War of the Worlds. Yes, and that. Remember that. I was just like, that was so good. Look, Flip. Okay, I'll put I'll put my favorite on Catch Me If You Can. Right. There we, we have to do Catch Me If You Catch Can. Me that was if also you can. brilliant. Yeah. All right. The next person, Ryan, this person is very close to your heart, I believe. Would you like to introduce them? Um, 
Uh, which one is that one? <laughs> the one that's close to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is my mother-in-law. Ta-da! It is my mother-in-law. Yay! If you don't know who she is, she's my wife's mother. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice introduction, right? <laughs> okay, all right, fine. It's my wife's brother's mother. <laughs> Wow! Yes, yes, you actually, yes. Actually, you, you, you made it better. I was like, he can't. He's, he's outdone himself. But yes. then he, he did it. <laughs> so I sent, I, I, I sent a, a call out to everybody and she responded. I was like, yes, can you believe it? So, yeah. <laughs> so this is what she thinks. Hi, Ryan. Mom here, Michelle. Minority Report. <laughs> the best movie out as it was very futuristic but could still happen in the near future. And there you have it, Minority Report. I agree with her that it literally... I remember watching that movie. I was like, dang, this is scary. That's why this is... Minority Report is the reason I don't believe in self-driving cars. Do you remember that scene where he gets stuck in the car? Oh. And they're taking him back to the... I was like, you see, the government's going to have it in for us. And now we can't get out the car because it's a self-drive... Yeah. They can't even hack your car. I know, right? That was the reason I was just like, hmm. These self-driving cars these days. I must say, um, with Minority Reports, what I enjoyed about it was the, the, the creativity of what could happen in the future and how things. I mean, imagine that they come and get you before you commit the crime. This, this, this a, it was a brilliant. That's concept. scary. It's not as scary. It's very scary. Yeah. All right. So some more Spielberg facts. Do you know that in his early movies, he was criticized for his films not being art? Huh? Yeah, so people don't take criticism to heart because <laughs> Steven Spielberg's films were classified as not art. All right, the second interesting fact, do you know, I found this so interesting. Jaws was plagued with all kinds of problems. So the first thing was the film was shot on location out at sea, which caused massive problems due to the unpredictable conditions. If a ship, if a ship appeared on the horizon, it ruined the shots and they had to wait hours until it was out of the frame. It was insane, Spielberg said later. The script wasn't finished. And Spielberg and writer Carl were rewriting throughout the shoot. The orca, which was Quinn's boat, sank at one point during production and had to be replaced, which held up production. And the shark was a mechanical puppet created for the movie, but it hadn't been tested properly in salt water. And when they tried to use it out at sea, it sank again and again. The crew named the shark Bruce after Spielberg's lawyer. Spielberg had his own nickname for it, the Great White Turd. And apparently, the shark was supposed to appear a lot more in the film, but because it wasn't ready, they had to do like the, the, the shark's POV shots. Get like creative. But Spielberg said it made the film more suspenseful because you weren't sure where the shark was, why the shark wasn't showing itself. So he actually said that problem he thinks made the movie a better film. And it wouldn't have been as suspenseful as, or yeah, sp- suspense filled as Joy Jaws is if it weren't for the shark not working. I remember seeing parts of Jaws, but I don't remember watching the whole film. For real? To be honest with yeah. you. Uh, I just remember this like, yeah, on the beach and everyone's like, ah, and, yeah. Yeah. and yes, you're right. You didn't see the shark. You never like, saw the shark, yeah. You just sort of saw blood yep. and then you saw the blood and then you saw blood. More blood. <laughs> and then and everyone running. Yeah. And then maybe the arm coming out. Ah. Da-dum. Is that where came, this is where it came from? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, this is crazy, Ryan. Spielberg's most famous shot features no digital trickery. What is his most famous shot, Ryan? Think, think really hard. 
One shot out of all of his films that you remember. His famous shot. Famous shot. Uh, E.T. flying over the moon. Yes, that is his famous shot. That was no yeah. digital trickery. That thing was real. That shot is real. So of all the iconic moments and shots that, has, that Spielberg has given us, the moment that E.T. and Elliot fly past the moon silhouetted is among the most magical. It's even more impressive when you learn that almost everything we see was shot in camera. It took the effects team ILM weeks of sculpting to identify the right place for filming. They used maps and astrological charts to find the perfect time that a full moon would sit low among the trees in that spot. Elliot and E.T. were scale models, but the rest is all real and part of movie history. How cool is that? Well, yes. Uh, in 82, I think they were using a lot of uh, matte and practical sort of uh, shots. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, ILM, we know, are like the inventors of, of CG. And uh, I can imagine, yes, because with Star Wars, that's how they did a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, a lot of um, matte, matte, matte painting, uh, sort of overlay of shot. But that, I mean, can, can you imagine? That's crazy. That, that looks The fact that that moon must have been so cool to be there at that moment and just be like, wow, look at the moon. <laughs> All right, guys, we have one shot. Let's move. Let's it's move. It's not even a joke. Otherwise, we have to wait five more. Okay, I don't know. The I don't know. Maybe they did have more than one night type of thing, but... That is crazy. Well, the moon would hang around for quite yeah. a while. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Also, he never took a profit for Schindler's List. He actually says it's blood money. He, he refers to the, the money made on that film. He, he calls it blood money. And so he's never, ever taken a single profit from Schindler's List. And do you know that he's requested to direct a James Bond film twice and has been turned down both times? Reason being, the first time... Um, the, the producer said that he wasn't experienced enough. And the second time he asked, the producer said, now I can't afford you. So literally, he's literally wanted to direct a James Bond film, but hasn't been able to because the first time he didn't have enough experience. And the second time he was, he was too big of a director and they couldn't pay him. I think that would uh, bring a different twist. To, well, not a twist, a, a, a completely different feel, feel to, to, to James Bond. Yeah, yeah because, uh, yeah. You know, Steven Spielberg just has this very unique way of, uh, yeah, his movies are, you can see it. It's, yeah, you can. It's, that it's a Spielberg film. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next voice note is from another fellow Active FM DJ. He was on many shows. He's been on many shows. Currently, he's on the VAR show and the TBA show. <laughs> wow. He clearly likes letters in his names. VAR and TBA. This is Kenny and these are his thoughts. Hi, uh, my name is Kenny, um, or DJ Stones from the VAR and TBA show. And my favorite Steven Spielberg movie would be Transformers 1, the first one, the one that started it all. I think it was one of the greatest movies of all time, definitely in my top 10 movies. Oh, was he joking? He was joking, um, right? We are, we are taking it as he was joking and we are laughing with him, right? Right, right? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, maybe he was like somewhere far up in the producing. Yeah, no, that was just a little bit of humor from, from DJ Stone from the TBA show. I'm actually going to tell you now because I've seen his name together somewhere here. So, so we'll come back to whether 
He's an executive. He's just an executive. So Steven Spielberg, a fan of the comics and toys, signed on as an executive producer in 2004. Aha! Executive, not even producer. That's like way, 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 way far up the list. Yeah, but that's cool. That's, that's, that is cool. I suppose it makes sense. It really does make sense. All right, next up, we have a voice note from Andrea. She's all the way in Australia. She's my cousin. Ha 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 ha. And this is what she has to say. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, so after some thought, my favorite one of his films. Now, this is a hard question because he made a lot of good films. So I have narrowed it down to two. The first would be Ready Player One. Because that, the like graphics, the music, like everything about that movie was so good. Like, loved it. And then I would say, um, like, the latest Jurassic World. Again, like, the graphics of the dinosaurs and, like, the storyline. Both of them, A+. plus. So, I'm very sorry. I couldn't choose between those two. But, yeah, those are my two favorite of his films. Yeah, so we have another one for Ready Player One. And we have for Jurassic World. I really enjoy Jurassic World as well. He didn't direct that, though. He produced that, right? He didn't direct the latest Jurassic World. Or did he? I'm going to tell you now. I think he produced that. Obviously, he directed the original um, three. And then when they when they revamped it for, for Jurassic World, I think he's one of the producers. I could be wrong. But, yeah, it's a very good film as well. Directed by? Colin Trevorrow. Okay, there we go. So he is a producer on that one. So what are we sitting on? What's the score? Ready Player One has three. Three, yes. And then Terminal One, Catch Me If You Can One, Tintin, Adventures of Tintin One, Jurassic World One. Do we have anything else? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, no, I think that's it. <laughs> okay, cool. I was going to put Transformers on there, but... Oh, wait, sorry. And Transformers, right. Transfer the first. He said the first one, right? Yeah. There we go. All right, we have two more voice notes, and here we go. Um, great question, by the way, but that's super tough. I mean, Steven Spielberg does a lot of great movies. Like, take E.T., for instance. That's just amazing. Um, I'm trying to think. My top of his. Um, I have a couple of faves, but... I mean, I love The Adventures of Tintin. Um, just because I love the comics and stuff. Um, Saving Private Ryan. Wow, that has to be the best war movie I've probably ever seen. Um, what's some of his other faves? Catch me if you can. Oh, in the terminal. The terminal will break your heart. Wow. Um, but sure, that's tough. I think I really didn't... Probably my favorite of his is Back to the Future. Just because of the impact it made on society. Um, and just how well he did it. I th- well, the first one, obviously. Not the second. But, like, even Kanye talks about it in... I think it's Good Morning, his song. Um... And it's, like, referenced in a whole bunch of other things, like Stranger Things, or I think there's other, there's a couple of other movies that reference it. But it basically set the standard for time travel movies, so it has to be by far his best. But, yeah, there's a lot out there. But Back to the Future, yeah, I'd say that's my favorite of his. How could we forget Back to the Future? That film was so iconic. I've watched it um, a long time ago. Very we long should, time ago. You should do a Back to the Future marathon. Back to the past. Back to the <laughs> Yeah. It actually is very good uh, because of its creativity. Yes. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and the story is brilliant in it. The story is brilliant. Uh, it, it, and the acting is brilliant. It looks really like something that, that could be quite uh, confusing and, well, not confusing, just complicated, but it's actually quite simple. Yeah. It's about Marty, right? Right. And he, the way he goes back. No, that one was very good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Back to the Future. And that was Timothy, by the way. He is an amazing filmmaker, script writer, everything. So, yeah. But also, there was another one that he mentioned. Oh, Saving Private Ryan. Ryan, yes. how could you forget Saving Private Ryan? I watched that <laughs> with my little cousin. And I remember, my, well, no, well, it's my second cousin. So, it's my cousin's son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll never forget, like, um, the beach scene. Mm-hmm. Um, when they came onto the beach and the way that that movie was done. No, that beach scene was crazy. The guy's carrying his Wasn't that D-Day? Wasn't in history, D-Day. it's called D-Day. Uh. And I just remember my cousin looking at his younger boy who must have, uh, Rostin, that's his name, who must have been <laughs> like, uh, like maybe five years old. And he just looks at him and said, listen, my boy, everything's not real, okay? Gosh, uh, and they uh, carried on watching <laughs> that. I feel like a lot of it I was, was just real. Like, You're like, this did happen. You do was, know that, right? I was just like, um, Shouldn't we put it off? Yeah, it's quite scary. That had Matt Damon in it. And it was Matt Damon. I'm Wasn't pro- he Private Ryan? No. Oh, sure. A very young Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you now. But also the actors that have been I in Spielberg's film. I haven't revisited that film. Oh, wow. You're that traumatized. I know what it's like. Yeah. I watched it and I was like, this is a very good film. Oh, you're right. Matt Damon. Matt Damon and Tom Hanks. That's right. Yes. Tom Hanks, brilliant. I love Tom Hanks. Did you know that Vin Diesel's in him? He was. Yep. <gasps> Flip. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. All right. Last. Vo- Ooh, as I almost play the last voice note. Last voice note is from Masejo and this is what he has to say. Hey, Sash. How's it trying? Masejo from Johannesburg here. My favorite Steven Spielberg movie would have to be, although I was strong on Tintin for a long time, I feel like uh, he's a one-take wonder, be it animation or live action. Uh, I'd have to go with Bridge of Spies for now. I feel like this was an interesting way of looking at the Cold War and uh, law, the American Constitution, and it was ironic how their own laws went against them. Um, but yeah, the only problem I had with it now is that the story might have been a bit too slow. I don't know how well a movie like this would do today, which is why maybe you see a lot of studios opting for like a four to six part series or... But yeah, this movie was still quality. He always finds space for comedy. Um, yeah, this whole submission has gotten me interested in looking at what else DreamWorks has done that uh, Spielberg hasn't directly been involved in signing out. That actually remember, you haven't watched Bridge of Spies, eh? No. I've, I remember that film. It's 2015, also, eh? Yeah, that was also was a good one. There's so, that's the thing. There's so many. And I, what I like about Spielberg is he doesn't just do one genre. Like he's got his sci-fi, then he's got his like, you know, like... And he's very good at sci-fi. He's brilliant. I mean, think about it. Minority Reports, E.T., Ready Player One. Like, it's brilliant. And then on top of that, he has his political films. Um, he even did that one, The Post, which I know has, I think it's Meryl Streep. And is it Tom Hanks again? I think he yep. was also in that. And then he's got stuff like Bridge of Spies. So he's... he's and then he's got his war films, like War Horse, Saving Private Ryan. So, so here's a... A couple movies that you guys didn't know. Uh, Gremlins, 1984. I haven't, I haven't watched that. Uh, there was another film, Hook. 
You know Captain Hook? Oh my word, he did Hook! He did oh, Hook? Oh, Flip! I remember that movie. I like that movie. Yes. Um, let me just confirm this. Hmm. No, okay. I was going to say Men in Black, but I think he more he was more Produce. involved in producing of it. Obviously, we know Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 1988? Wow. Directed? No, I cannot direct it. So he was obviously somewhere Producing, yeah. along there as well. But, uh, yeah, Hook. Can you believe That's it? It's crazy. One of the things Steven Spielberg also did was he helped bring about the PG-13 film rating. Did you know that, Ryan? For real, eh? Yep. So after some of his films, such as Gremlins and Indiana Jones, came under fire for scenes considered to be too scary for children, he suggested to the Motion Picture Association of America President Jack Valenti that there be a rating falling between PG and R. And in an interview with Vanity Fair, he said, I suggested, let's call it PG-13 or 14, depending on how you want to design the slide rule. And Jack came back to me and said, we are determined that PG-13 would be the right age for that temporary of movie so he's not just out there making amazing films he's also out there keeping your children safe except in the case of saving private ryan and <laughs> ryan's um traumatic experience <laughs> of the d-day <laughs> of d-day yes. yes and just to let you know so i we did mention this last week he is bringing out a film west side story that is actually being released on the 10th of december 2021 it is a musical ryan are you excited to watch a spielberg musical so excited and ansel alcourt is in it i'm so excited when i saw him the i was hoosh. like ha he was in Baby Driver. Uh, right, yes. That guy is brilliant. He's a brilliant actor. And then also we have mentioned this before, but Spielberg will be directing an untitled autobiographical film. In other words, he's making a movie about himself and he's directing it. Cool, right? I'm seeing here that there's a film called Spielberg, but okay, this one was released in 2017. He didn't direct this one. Oh, really? Uh, it, the cast is himself. Check this. Leonardo DiCaprio. Harrison Ford, Tom Hanks, is like all his favorite, Chris, Christian Bale. Was that a film or was that more of like a documentary? It might have, it's a documentary, two-hour documentary. That looks like a cool documentary okay, so to watch. I was about this. to say, look at all these guys that are acting, but it's obviously because it's got footage of and them. And interviews and stuff. Yeah, yeah, including George Lucas. So I think Yeah, him and George Lucas are good friends. They, are very, they would go on holiday together after completing films and stuff. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I can see them sitting on the beach there. Yeah. So, old chap, tell me about the next <laughs> one. I got something that's going to completely blow Star Wars out of the picture. Yeah, which he did. And in the middle of the night, you like opening up the laptop to see what the next guy's script is. <laughs> Get ideas, you know. <laughs> but I must be honest, I'm really looking forward to watching his his uh, his his biopic that he directed. That he's going to direct. I think that is something because he'll do it the best. I mean, he was there <laughs> for everything. Yeah. He literally lived it. So, yeah. But I think you said that um, there's someone else that stars a younger him. Yes. Well, yeah. I don't think he's acting in it. I think he. Well, he might. He, you never know. He possibly will. But he's definitely directing. It, yeah. So, what? Which film won? I feel like there's so many, but which one Ready won? Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Had Ready three. Player One won. <laughs> three, three, yes, three, three, three people. Definitely. No, but I it's so one. hard because all of his films are so good. I was actually very surprised that I thought we were just gonna have a whole lot of movies and one person would have, you know, one person per movie type of thing. But yeah, there you go. Ready Player One. Ready Player One is his top favorite. I think it was. It's just. It's such a cool film. 
it's so different. No, that one, that film was brilliant. And I like how Danny said he brought in trivia on his. So you had the car from Back to the Future, you had the dinosaurs, you had a whole lot of different. Yeah, no, it was very cool. That was that was definitely cool. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, last interesting fact. I have to share this one. Do you know that he is the godparent to two famous actors or actresses, let me say. First of all is Drew Barrymore. She was in E.T. when she was young. And second is Gwyneth Paltrow, who was in Hook. So he became both of their god... They became his goddaughters. But do you know that once uh, Barrymore famously posed for Playboy magazine, right? Spielberg sent her a package containing a quilt and a note telling her she needed to cover up. Uh, <laughs> so uh. <laughs> he's out there, yeah, telling his, his goddaughters There we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this has been Steven Spielberg, and uh, we've, I think we've given some of you a list of, of movies, movies to, go to watch. watch. Definitely, Maybe we Ryan, go you need watch. to go watch The Adventures of Tintin. Definitely, mm-hmm. I want to go and watch like War Horse again and stuff like that. And I want to go check out Back to the Future. Yes, definitely. I need we to need go to... see that. And of course, there was more than one film there. So yeah, there were three. I think you got a whole got like a whole, whole series there. marathon to do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. But this has been the movie show. Thank you to everyone who sent in voice notes. We really appreciate it. This has been fun. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back next week for another movie show. Same time, mm-hmm. same place, same people. Same people. Yes. Yeah. Until then. Peace out. Toodaloo. Join the Active FM show. Well, then catch us on Instagram at Active FM 777, Twitter and Gab at Active FM, Facebook at Active FM forward slash 777, as well as YouTube at Active FM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop, don't hesitate. Find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.